developmental optometrist, award-winning author, and international speaker, Dr. Lynn Hellerstein holds powerful and inspiring conversations with her guests on Vision Beyond Sight in areas of healthcare, wellness, education, sports, and psychology. They share their inspirational stories of healing and life transformation through their vision expansion. Billions of people have vision problems, and vision is more than 2020. Vision Beyond Sight will help you see with clarity and gain courage and confidence. Your vision does not define you, you define your vision. With Dr. Lin's new way to look at your life through a new lens, you will be ready to meet yourself and receive visualizations for miracles to come. Welcome to Vision Beyond Sight. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Lynn, and welcome to Vision Beyond Sight. Today, visiting with us is my dear friend, Sharon Lewis. Sharon is one of the most inspirational people in my life right now. Today, we're going to talk about Sharon's mission to be one who makes a difference in inclusion. Her commitment is that everyone, everywhere, experiences and is empowered by belonging which we all know how important that is to be a part of. But here's a little bit about Sharon. Sharon's intrigued by community and enjoys pondering the idea of created and unlimited community and what it can mean for us as individuals and for the human race. Living in Peru for five years of her childhood opened a unique aperture for her on inclusion. It gave her a very different experience to speak from rather than what many of the American peers would have said. Fast forward to this year, this has been quite a year for Sharon, over the course of healing colorectal cancer, she not only has healed herself using multiple facets, which we'll explore in a few minutes, but she's also explored ways to empower her community to empower her in her healing. Sharon values having conversations that make a difference and believes every conversation holds gold. She lives in Scottsdale, Arizona with her partner, Barb. They enjoy travel, art, nature, and great conversation. Sharon shared with me that a goal was to walk around the country or walk around the world, one country at a time. Sharon, welcome, so great to have you here. Oh my gosh, Lynn, thank you. It's so great to be here with you. Oh, thank you very much. So tell us a little bit about your background and how you became so passionate about community. Hmm. You know, uh, it's so neat that you mentioned Peru. Peru is a, a unique country anyway. Um, the, the people there, they just have a love for each other, that uh, a real reverence for one another, and they, they show so much kindness. Um, I'm going to tell you a little story about um, in 2017, Barb and I went to Lima on a trip, a mission trip with the free wheelchair mission to distribute wheelchairs. I remember. And, <laughs> and so part of my job, we had this big, massive distribution one day where lots of people came to get fitted for a wheelchair. And um, the church that we were partnering with sent a lot of their youth. And um, it was so great because they signed. I, I do speak Spanish. But I don't speak it that that well. I don't have that great a command of it. But I I, I was the kind of the writer for the whole um, experience. I was going to 
interview people and find out what they were going to be doing with their new wheelchairs and all that. And it was really so great. But they assigned um, a kid to me, you know, a high school kid. And we had so much fun together. Well, at one point, we, <laughs> there was this one family. This is what a wheelchair distribution looks like in Peru. You don't just show up. One person doesn't show up to get their wheelchair. It, a whole community of people come with the one person to get the wheelchair. A <laughs> celebration. Yes, life. it's yeah. an incredible celebration. Right. And I turned to the um, the chap that was helping me translate, and I said, "Oh, would you please tell these people I'm so moved that they've brought all you know all these members, all these family members and community members to be with them when they get their wheelchair." And he looked back and he said, "They would just think I was crazy if I told them that. That's just the way they are." Wow! <laughs> Isn't that just incredible? That is so incredible, especially in this day and age of. You know, even whether you talk about COVID or illness and, and looking out for community, and yeah. that just doesn't seem to be very present with yeah. us right now to think that that whole community lives like that. It's true. And it was just a moving, a very moving part of growing, spending those five years of my childhood in Peru. And I could tell you story after story about all that, but it it, it really gives you an idea of what we're talking about in terms of what could have influenced me. But there was another really big piece in Peru that influenced me, and that we lived in a very small mining camp in the Sierra, um, 12,600 feet, if you can imagine. Wow, <laughs> high altitude. <laughs> yeah, but what was so cool is it was a mining community. People from all over the world came to, to work for this company. So we had people from Scotland and England and Ireland and China and South Africa and Canada and all these nationalities in this very small village. So I got an opportunity to just grow up around India. You know, I mean, <laughs> I'm thinking of all these more people that were there. My, my best friend, her father was from India and he had married um, a Peruvian woman. And there were, to this day, we are still wonderful friends. Um, but just that whole experience of being scounced in all those nationalities. And, you know, for the most part, people got along really beautifully. Humanity could show up and stuff. And so it was real culture shock for me at the age of 12, coming back to the States, where such a different sentiment lived. Yeah, what happened a, when you came back? What was, what was the sentiment you were experiencing then? Well, I think some of it was the age, you know, I was middle school and you know how yeah. middle school is, right? right. <laughs> Everybody's right. kind of skirting their own boundaries and there's a lot of exclusion going on and all of that. Um, so that was somewhat shocking to, to come back into that. Um, but I, as time went on, I discovered that it really is a, a different culture in America. And now like, you know, you bring up the stuff around COVID when, um, so I just had a surgery last week, two weeks ago, as you know, the, the pre-op nurse was from Denmark and she was talking about her experience. She said in Denmark, it's so different that people actually, community cares about each other. You know, COVID has been received and handled and they've moved through COVID very differently than what she's experienced in America, where there's been, you know, people creating boundaries and taking, putting in stakes and, um, and it's more about what they want and not about what's best in the best interest of community and all that. So that it's, it's interesting that for whatever reason it's, we've moved into this realm in America and maybe it's one of those Achilles um, heels, you know, one of the great things, the things that makes America great is 
that we are independent thinkers, you know, we're the Marvel man, we're, but I think that is potentially a huge downfall for us because it's that's been, just so missing. It's been very sad to see, especially the last few years of between the illness and the financial and, and homelessness and all the things that have come up. And there are some glorious stories, but there's a lot of very sad, lonely, separation kinds of stories of people of all ages, you know, yeah. what's happening to the kids in school. And yet it's people like you, Sharon, that despite where you're at, you have a knack of keeping community alive and well. <laughs> and 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 I got to see that firsthand, especially this last year and watching what you were personally going through. And how you didn't ask community, you, because of who you are, community showed up in such ways, I was in awe of what can happen when people are really community. You want to share a little bit about your last year of what happened and how community showed up for you? I would. And um, it's, it, you know, nobody raises their hand and says, hey, I know, I think I want to go through cancer. <laughs> Sign <Right>. me up. <laughs> but somehow I got on that list. And, um, you know, from the very, very first moment with it, um, one of the first things I had to do was I had to get a port installed in my chest to receive infusions because I chose, I did choose to go through chemo, you know, go that route with it. And I was so terrified to even get a port. You know, when I look back on it now, everything I've been through with that little port was nothing. <laughs> but it was just terrifying to me to have this thing put in me. I was going to have to be put to sleep and... Um, so one of the things that I decided to make that easier would be to play about it, to have community participate with me. So I started asking people to name the port and people were coming back with, you know, all kinds of creative, amazing names, wonderful names. And, um, then we decided, well, you know what, once the port's installed, we're going to have, because it was still COVID and it, this is actually great because we had people from other cities, um, all came on this zoom session and we all voted. <laughs> On the name of the port. <laughs> the winner was? It was Powerport. <laughs> Powerport. <laughs> but that time together was so wonderful. You know, not everybody knew everybody, but there, there was everybody, there was just such a sense of celebration. It was so, so ironic. Here I am, you know, on the cusp of going into chemo infusions, not knowing for sure how the, the, the direction that all this was going to take. And we we're having a big party on Zoom. <laughs> and I remember that. And again, it was fun about a very serious issue. But it's almost like we all became friends with your port. We we're all part of PowerPort and always wow. checking in on PowerPort. And, and it seemed like you accepted that as, you know, you're part of my solution here. And Instead of hating you and being so angry about you, um, you showed acceptance. And then it was, I don't know if it was your friend, but you accepted no, it, it for who it was. was. It was my friend for sure. And I mean, one of the neat things about it is when we talk about vision beyond sight, um, my body received the port and the nurses would comment when I'd go to get an infusion. They were, they were going to pierce the port. It was like, wow, you're, it's so your skin's so healthy, your port's so healthy. And I, I honestly believe that that's related to, you know, how embraced it was from the beginning. Yes. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. So that was but, cool. And what were some of the other, you know, how did you use um, your community, especially in even making the decision? Do you go through this, you know, more traditional um, medical route of looking at chemotherapy? Because I've known 
that you've always been interested in alternative and integrative healthcare as well. How did you make those decisions? How did the community show up to help you with that? You know, that's so great, Lynn. I, a lot of it was just, there was this intuition. It was almost like divine intervention, putting people in front of my path that I could process all of this with. And um, I, my wonderful friend, um, Jamal, he, he's a, he's a medical doctor and I know that he also has a very strong, um, I don't know, I, I don't know what the right word would be. Maybe bent is the right word toward natural integrative medicine. So I knew that he would be a good person to talk to. And, um, he was really leaning. He was really encouraging me to go the route a way, you know, not to do the traditional, the chemo and the surgery and all of that. But it was so great to be able to have those conversations with him and and to, for us to be able to hear each other. And at first it was like, oh, I don't want to hurt his feelings if I go this other way. But then I thought, feelings aside, he's he's a remarkable partner. You know, this, there's an opportunity here to have an incredible conversation to help me choose the direction I'm going to go. So that was like, you know, to be able to hear his voice was amazing. And then I connected with these friends in Boston. They wanted me to come back and go to Brigham Women's, which is a renowned um, center for, for healing cancer as well back there. It's con uh, using conventional medicine. And so looking at that, oh my God, I can't imagine what if we're going to move to Boston for a year? You know, then I'm going to be away from all of my other resources and my family. And but they did the work of finding MD Anderson for me. And they, they called me up and they said, this is where you need to go. It was so, all of that was just so remarkable. That all came out of community. Yes. And then, you know, conversations with my naturopathic doctor, conversations with my, with my functional doctor, conversations with um, other people in my life, like Audra Boyd, who works a lot with emotions and healing and all of that. And it just, it was just amazing the amount of resources that were there available for me in community because I was oh. willing to, to dip into it. What I hear you say so often, uh, Sharon, is conversations, conversations, your transparency, including all conversations. You know, Jamal maybe was slanted in a different direction, but the value of still having that kind of conversation. So, you know, you can hear it and not just sit totally in the unknown, but at least, you know, look at the whole, you know, see beyond what's there. That's really yeah, the whole that's perspective. Exactly. Exactly what it was, you know, as I'm thinking back on that, how valuable those conversations were, yeah. even if I ultimately didn't choose some of those directions, not having had those conversations would not have brought the kind of confidence to the ultimate choice. And through all that time, besides getting your traditional chemotherapy from MD Anderson, you also got a slew of other alternative and um, uh, integrative kinds of therapies. What were some of the other things that were helpful for you? Okay, I had to balance all of that because I really had to honor um, my oncologist and his team, and they they did not want things that could possibly interfere with the treatment they were giving me because the research hasn't been done. Like one of the examples was um, vitamin C. It seems like vitamin C should be a really good thing to take all the time, but it actually, per their research, it could interfere with chemo. So they didn't want me taking vitamin C. Um, so I had to really dig around to find other ways to support what was going on with chemo. And one of the things, the two, an area I explored was all the energetic medicine. And you and I, I know we did some of that together with RIM. Uh, you, can, you can remind 
people what rim means I can't uh releasing remember. inner memories it's a, a deep uh body uh conversations of uh looking at the subconscious and conscious integration a lot of visualization and really seeing what's in the body and having conversations with body parts or body energy and, and um really seeing what's deep inside below our conscious thinking that's what rim's all about and so my sessions with you using that were so, really so powerful because it went to a whole different place than first than the chemo was going. And then, so I also did um, acupuncture and I had my good friend Des, Des Mosley. He um, did a lot of Reiki with me. And then I found another Reiki master who I worked with, who had worked with a lot of cancer patients. So she was great too. So those pieces that weren't going to interfere, in fact, were going to augment and boost um, my healing capacity and even the medicine um, were really, and another area was my work with Sariel, that, um, using tapping, just being able to get centered and grounded and to release whatever was in the way of my healing was really powerful. And just your openness and conversation your vulnerability, your, you know, be it a good day, a bad day, just your openness and sharing, um, just become an everyday conversation. Yeah. And it was just, I, I was honored to be part of just observing the power it took and the energy it took for you to move through this. Mm, thank you. But I want to acknowledge you, today seems to be a very big day. <laughs> and if you want to share, you know, where are you now? Yeah. It's just about a year. April 13th would have been a year since I received the diagnosis. And it's been just a journey through that year. But today I got my staples out <laughs> from the last surgery. <laughs> and it was just so wonderful to be able to acknowledge my surgeon and to express my gratitude to him that he's been so wonderful through the whole thing. And um, the other, I'd like to share this too. This is kind of interesting. I, this was, a, it was natural for me to create a relationship with him. In fact, you know, the pineapple on the sock story, which I can share if you'd like. I'd love you to share that story. That's phenomenal. But I'll share that. The, the thing is, I, re, I was reading um, a study that people who have a personal relationship with their surgeon, it's like an apples to apples, the same surgery, the same mechanics, the healing Everything is much better when you have a personal relationship with a surgeon, when you know things about each other. And, um, you know, that certainly bore out here because my, my, well, I actually had an emergency surgery and then two other surgeries and they just went so phenomenally well. It was just remarkable and the healing and the outcome, all of that. So the, the story behind the pineapples <laughs> is that I had a dream before the diagnosis, I dreamt that Barb and, I, Barb and I were in the backseat of a car. And ironically, I think it was in Lima, Peru. You know, whatever, you you know, you build these things in your dreams. Your mind tells you where you are. <laughs> and we were sitting in the backseat of this car, and somebody thrust a big cardboard box on my lap. And it kind of, like, rocked on my lap. And I, and I looked inside, and all these coconuts were moving around in the box. And then one by one, they turned to pineapples. <laughs> it was just... And it was one of those dreams you wake up from and you say, this is more than just a dream. That what is it? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it got filed away. And then a few weeks later, I'm sitting in at MD Anderson in the surgeon's office 
to find out, you know, what path are you recommending that we go on? And first of all, the amazing thing is that I was crystal clear. I could hear everything he was saying. I could listen. I wasn't terrified. None, none of that was going on. It was just like this amazing lucid moment with the surgeon. And I looked down at his socks. He had pineapples on his socks. Isn't that amazing? I know. That's it is. just something else. Yeah. The power of synchronicity, when, when you put that intention out there, what shows up to confirm and just help lead the way is just so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. It was one night um, early on, we were just spinning, you know, I mean, it's just, you, you end up, you take on so much. There's so much to think about and so many decisions to make, which is a good reason to go to a place like MD Anderson where everything gets handled instead of having to be your own general contractor. But before we were, we were still sorting all this out, figuring out, and um, we used this, this um, tool that the wisdom area in Landmark provides called sorting. And that, so we decided to sort because we couldn't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and so we went through the sorting exercise and we reached a point where we were calm and collected, we went to sleep. And that night during the night, Barb woke up out of dead sleep. She never does. When Barb wakes up, it takes, you know, a cup of coffee and who knows how long before she's lucid, but she was completely lucid. She like, sprang awake and she said, why am I awake? And all of a sudden this download came in. Everything's going to be okay. Isn't that great? Isn't that just incredible? That is incredible. Yeah. That and I, I think clearing, clearing ourselves before going to sleep made a space for that to be able to come in. Yeah. You know, I know in the surgeries that I've had that until I can make a clear intention for the surgery, that my anxiety levels out the kazoo, my worry, I dread it, but it's not, you know, trying to make the intention. For example, when I had my knee replaced, I kept thinking, Oh, I'm so excited about the surgery. Well, I'm not excited about the surgery. That's not true to me. I can't make that intention. And then I went on and on. Well, maybe I'll walk better. Well, I already walk okay. You know, and so I spent, I don't know how many days in this conundrum trying to clear myself. And I just started breathing. And one day I was watching TV and on pops an ad, cha-cha. And I thought, you know, when I get my knee fixed, I'm going to learn how to cha-cha. <laughs> and then I thought about the letters of cha-cha. It was clean, healthy, aligned, all is well. C-H-A-A, cha-cha. And as soon as that cha-cha came to me, I could feel the difference in my body. But I would say it, it would just give that little chuckle that I would calm the anxiety. And then, then I could walk into the surgery. surgery. And the last thing I remember was cha-cha, cha-cha. <laughs> and it seems silly, but it's truly when we can find a clearing to create, yeah. and you don't know what's going to be there, but the whole beauty is when you can get clearing, then the world opens up and synchronicity things happen and they show up and our, it's our job to be aware and be open. And that's where the vision beyond sight really happens. Yep. What are we not seeing? You know, what are we blocking? Yeah. To get ourselves clear. Yeah. And there's so many remarkable tools available now. What if, yeah, what else do you use for clearing? Well, I, I definitely use tapping. That's a big thing for me. But also um, journaling, which you got me restarted with journaling. Uh -huh. It's just that journaling is so incredible. Just 
Get up in the morning and just pour something out on a piece of paper. And then you start your day so clearly. So journaling is, is a great tool for me. Um, another thing I do is I write affirmations. Like, so this last surgery was going to be reversing the ileostomy that they put in so that I could heal. And I also had developed a hernia, so it had to be repaired. And I wrote these affirmations, like when, when I have my appointment scheduled, I will feel relief and direction, you know, new direction. And so just saying that to myself opened up the space for it. And it was amazing because we're planning this trip to Europe. And I'm thinking to myself, I can't go any later than April 15th with the surgery because I'm going to Europe six weeks after that. I want to give myself six good weeks to heal. So I set April 15th is going to be the last time that I'm going to be able to schedule that surgery. So I'll either have to choose to go to Europe with an ileostomy or not go to Europe at all. And I kept putting off calling calling the doctor. I, did, I don't know. I just, I just didn't want to hear, you know, the, sur the surgery date. Um, but I called them and they said, well, we have April 13th clear on the calendar. <laughs> Voila. But I went back and read that, you know, my intentions around that because I actually wrote them in. It, it's just what I planned on. So it was that's, that's beautiful. And, and for our listeners, intentions are really different about than goals. It's not a goal. Intentions are ways of being. Uh, and also you mentioned tapping and Rin. I wanted to make sure our listeners know that in the show notes, we'll give references. So people who have interest in that can look, look uh, for that information. Yeah, that's really good. And um Another thing that I use, it's a tool from the wisdom area at Landmark, it's called collaging. And collaging is so powerful um, because it helps you put something on, it's something you can look at. You can look at how things are seeming about something. So a seeming is just that, it's just a seeming. Something seems a certain way and to be able to put it in some kind of graphic, some kind of um, thing that you can look at and poke at, it takes on a very different life. Like, um, I'm going to go back uh, about 10 years ago. I used collaging to overcome or to not overcome, but to um, move through what I had discovered was in my way of um, was in, in my way of living a life I love, which is this thing that I call possessive love. And I had seen how it was my grandmother had that, you know, like I took on some of these qualities, these what we call inherited conversations and um <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of funny but a lot of behavior then comes out of it like you know you have to be my friend you can't you know, some uh, kind of like young age young stuff young conversations around how people have to be around me because or they don't love me right. and i got i mean this was a completely i didn't even realize this conversation was part of driving me until i started looking and saw it there. Well, now you see this conversation. What do you do with it? Well, I started collaging it. And um, when I collaged it, I could see pictures and make it all began to make sense. And then he, I collaged the collage and brought it to people, talked to people, used it as a tool. And that whole conversation has so disappeared from me. It's not, in fact, I can see it in other people now. I can see what I call possessive love. That's kind of, that was the name I gave it. But just you know not having not being free about loving and caring and that it has to be a certain way or it's not that and all that disappeared for me can you imagine how empowering that is well that's just amazing and i think the beauty of collaging is it it goes beyond the thinking brain i mean you can rationalize you can understand that's silly to be like that but it doesn't change anything 
But in collaging, it, it just allows you to get pictures that at the time you may not even know why you chose the pictures. And then you put it together and something phenomenal can happen. Um, one of my most interesting collage stories was it was about five or six years ago when I was in the midst of seriously considering to get divorced or not. And uh, my wisdom leader, Jerry, says collage, staying married, and then do a collage, not being married. And, and again, for our listeners, you basically get a bunch of magazines, find pictures, tear them out, and just put them together on a, a, a page or a board and, and create a collage of pictures. And so without you know, thinking about it and just taking out pictures, when I finished, the collage of staying married was dark and there were chains and there was storms and clouds. And then the collage of not being married, it was on the beach and yoga and relaxation and breathing. I was so shocked how it turned out because it's not like I thought, how am I going to make it? I just separated my piles and then put them down on the paper that it was at that moment I decided it's clear to me the decision I need to make or stop complaining. And that's that was the day I decided to move forward. It was just so empowering to see it. Yeah. To see the difference. And it's not that I was in you know dire straits and unsafe, but that was the energy feeling I had. And that's what showed up in my picture. So it's a very powerful tool. That's so great, Lynn. And when you're inside that energy, you can't you can't separate that out. Right. But putting it out on a collage or two different collages really makes it all clear. Yeah, it's really interesting. Well, those are great tools, Sharon. So, you know, what are you creating now? I mean, you're hopefully through with all your surgeries. You're through with your chemo. You're out for life, ready to take a big trip in the world. What are you creating now? You know, so much I, I love um, when I was declared cancer free, Angela Motto, who leads the partnership course in the wisdom area, she, you know, she said, there's still stuff for me to do here on earth. And I really believe that um, around, I made a commitment to shift the conversation around inclusion about 10 years ago. And I've done things to shift that conversation. I've spoken publicly on including people with disabilities and I've done a lot. I bring it to every conversation, and um, but I still see that there's so so much to do in that arena. And one of the areas I'd really like to work on is the whole conversation around immigrants. Um, again, you know, immigrants bring such they bring something to this country that we would never ever have. I, we're all basically immigrants. I'm. I'm second generation Italian on my mother's side, you know, so I'm an immigrant there. I had the whole experience of being an immigrant coming back to the States after living in Peru. And even though I was an American citizen, it was still like being an immigrant. And um, I just, I see that there's a lot of gold in that conversation. And I, I want, how is it that I can impact that conversation? I'm not sure what it is yet, but I'm looking there. I'm in conversation to discover how I can impact that conversation. So that that's kind of a long-term plan. I also, I've been creating, through this year, I've been creating a brochure that I want to provide to people who are dealing with serious illnesses like cancer or other serious things in their lives, how to empower their community to empower 
what it is they want, you know, what they see for themselves, the outcomes they want. So I'm working on that brochure, and that's something that I want to make available in cancer centers across America. I'm, I'm not sure what, what direction that's all going, but I know that, that that's going to be a powerful tool to provide for people. So those are kind of two projects that I'm involved in. Now, um, one of the great things that I'm doing here in just about six weeks, five weeks, is I'm going to Italy for a month. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and very excited. Um, we're going to be doing some really neat things there, traveling with Barb and with two other really great friends. And um, we're going to do a watercolor course. We're going to be hiking. We're going to, we just, it's just going to be a huge mix of all kinds of cultural events and fun and beauty and, of course, all the delicious food <laughs> there is in Italy. <laughs> What a place to create your future, huh? You yeah. are in the future there. Yeah. And I, I remember you signed up and made that commitment in the midst of still all of your medical dealings. And yeah. you were clear you were going to go. Yeah. And here well, you are. And apparently there was parts of me that was even clearer than I was clear. <laughs> <laughs> That's to be discovered still. Isn't, yeah. it? <laughs> isn't that great? Well, Sharon, if you had a pair of magic glasses to see the world through the lens of clarity, courage, mm -hmm. and confidence, what would your world look like? Mm, that's so wonderful. It would look like what I've created, that everybody everywhere is empowered by belonging. And it's hard, you know, you can't really put a picture to that. It's just, it's something that will always be unfolding. Yeah, I feel that in my heart. Yeah. Well, is there anything else you'd like to share before, before we wrap this up today? Mm, I just want to thank you for inviting me to this, Lynn. It was, it's so great to have these conversations. You know, there's no real goal to a conversation like this, but just to be swimming in the waters of possibility, really, of what can be is so enlivening and thank you for inviting me to that wow swimming in the waters of possibility that's quite <laughs> the visual the tactile that brings all the sensory systems in that's really great well sharon i want to really thank you for your time but really for the lessons i've learned in just being with you and and um being empowered by you through you know i've told you a number of times what inspires me most is when people allow me to be with them in a vulnerable place and to be heart to heart. And that's so honoring to be with people in that place. And I thank you for that experience. And what you have to share for the world is huge. I think the brochure is great. Who knows where the, you know, the passion with helping immigration, there's so much to be done, but um, you got a lot of living to do, my girlfriend. <laughs> yes, and I love that you're right alongside me. I'm with you. I'm with you. So if you could share, if uh, somebody wants to get in touch with you, what's the best way to reach you? To reach me would be, um, well, I, I can give you my phone number, which is 508-873-0418. Although, you know, I'll be in Italy for until July, <laughs> so probably don't want to be calling me. But also, um, my, you could send an email to yep. me. We'll have your email listed on the show notes. Yep, that's perfect. Yeah, and I encourage anybody. I, Sharon's got so much to offer, and it's not because she has answers. She has the questions, the love, and the generosity. And um, Sharon, I just thank you. It's an honor to be with you, and thanks so much for 
joining us today. And I love that swimming in the possibilities. <laughs> so, Thank you, Lynn. so let's all, you know, take a moment and close our eyes and just take the opportunity to see through our magic glasses and create clarity, courage, and confidence. Mm. And I thank every one of you for joining us. And I look forward to seeing you again or talking with you next week. And goodbye for now. Thank you for joining us today on Vision Beyond Sight. Join Dr. Lynn Hellerstein each week to help you find clarity in your functional vision and expand the power of your seeing brain to gain courage, confidence, and success in your life. Remember, your vision does not define you. You define your vision. For more information and find additional podcasts, visit lynnhellerstein.com. See you next time on Vision Beyond Sight.